You're now listening to The Sound of Sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of the program. Welcome to Sound of Sanity. It's your old pal, Nathan, your humble and obedient host with some, a lot, the most. That's for you to decide. I don't evaluate myself. You do that. You leave me five stars. And speaking of stars, one of the stars of this program is... This is about as smooth as it's been in a long time. <laughs> it's like, now this is awesome. <laughs> Benjamin Solzer. He's the preacher who's the teacher of sanity. He's wearing... Uh, what I'd consider to be his trademark blue <laughs> polo. <laughs> is that what this is? Uh, is that a polo? Would you consider that to be a polo? It's, it's 100% a polo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the polos that my wife is like, can you get rid of that? Yeah. And you're <laughs> like, no, baby, nice. this is my trademark blue polo. Yeah. I have better trademark blue polos, but whatever. I dare say we've bo- we are both married and probably both more fashionable. I'm not claiming that either one of us is a titan of fashion. Right. But... <laughs> I think we're probably both, uh, I do things now like, wear jeans. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big, big step for you. Well, and actually, Ben used to wear a lot of slacks, too. There's, there's a lot less slacks in the sanity. Uh, your pants, maybe you just wore no, less I just, fashionable no, jeans. I, I wore, wore I wore fashionable homes, jeans. You, you wore, wore like mom jeans or something. Homeschooler jeans. Yeah, That's yeah. what my wife I, I remember there being a distinct, noticeable to me, who, again, is not a fashion titan, change in your fashion after your wife came along it is true yeah speaking of changes in fashion (laughs) the fashion that we're doing this show would change a lot if we didn't have our third person (laughs) thanks (laughs) for the worse it would change i mean yeah yeah and also he's arguably the most fashionable of the three of us ben why don't you tell people who this titan of fashion is <laughs> since that's apparently the phrase the pastor who's a master of fashion or well okay let's try that again the pastor who's a master of sanity jake mensel yeah uh, fashion fashion is temporary styles forever that's what i say fashion is what temporary oh okay styles forever jake, styles y'all, forever. Y'all, y'all are working on fashion you need to catch up and work on style. Work on style. Case in point. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, I've always had style. <laughs> hey, guys, let's talk about my visit to Washington, D.C., because we like to talk about things on this show that make us feel personally insane. And this was something that actually made me, Nathan Alberson, feel insane. So I went to Washington, D.C., and I love Washington, D.C. It's a really fun town to do the tourism thing in. Mm-hmm. My, my brother lives in that area, so we go every year or two and i'm always happy to see the 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 domes and the what's the big needle thing called the the washington Washington monument yeah always happy to see those feel a little surge of pride for america my favorite thing to do is to go to the national gallery of art which is awesome but if people don't know there are two buildings that both of them owned, I think, by the Smithsonian, although maybe the Smithsonian's a different thing. Anyway, there's two buildings in the National Gallery, and they are connected by a tunnel, a walkway that you can go under. And there's one that's dedicated, I think it's the East Building. Forgive me if I'm getting this wrong, folks. The East Building, I believe, is dedicated to modern art, and the West Building is dedicated to traditional art. And 
we had not gone to the modern art building before on any of my visits and so my brothers and i thought that that would be fun we had gone to the museum of modern art which is a different building and that was just a thoroughly depressing experience you'd look uh, under they'd have the, the display that i remember specifically was and i don't use this word lightly literally a pile of dirty laundry under glass <laughs> and it said something about the state of humanity or, or something. But it was actually just dirty clothes on the ground. And there was also the kinds of stuff that people who don't like this kinds of stuff like to make fun of. You, you, you'd, if you'd ever been to this kind of museum, you know what I'm talking about. You walk into a room and there's various projectors and videos playing. And it's like video art. And it all looks like it was done on a video camera in the 80s or something like that. And it's somebody screaming as their brain is taken out. You know, it's like this really weird, perverse stuff and intercut with butterflies or something like that and then music blasting at you like abstract mm -hmm. crummy so there's there's those kinds of things and, and that building that was just like the worst it was the worst but we thought that's not the national gallery that's like the, the national gallery is going to be classy it's going to have some picasso it's going to have some mm -hmm. andy warhol some Liechtenstein, you know the kind of modern art that might not be your speed but at least you understand what it is and it could be fun. So we went and indeed they had one or two Andy Warhols and some Lichtensteins and one or one or two other things. They had some Jackson Pollocks and I gotta say Jackson Pollock actually when you see them up close like there's a little artistry cool. to, to the way mm -hmm. that those paint splatters are. There's, there's intentionality and you can see it and it's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. That being said that was probably 4% of what was there and the vast majority of it was just the same thing. There, You'd walk into a room and there was like a paint splatter on the ground and there'd be like a, a display that says don't 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 touch the splatter. It just looks like somebody vomited on the ground and it would say like don't don't step on it. It's art. You'd walk into another room and there'd be some light bulbs next to a rusty you know pane of metal and the light bulbs would be flickering on and off and this would be art uh, we saw the stages of the cross and the stages of the cross or the stages of the passion and i don't know it had some sacred name and all it was was a room full of empty pieces of paper with with dots on them and, and they were the various stages of the cross i guess or something like that uh, it was mind-numbingly boring it was depressing it was nihilistic it just made you despair for humanity and to be surrounded by well you had to speculate about why people were there because you'd see some people that were peering intently at the paintings and obviously getting something out of them or thinking that they were getting something out of them or wanting you to think they got something out of them right well and if, if anyone's ever been to a big art museum like that you know there's a lot of security there's a lot of important art people standing in the mm -hmm. rooms there's very stern looking guards wearing suits and ties and masks in this particular case which made them all that much more imposing and they'll talk to you about the art and they kind of understand the importance and weight some of them do some of them are just mm. guards but there's also you know a lot of gallery people that wander around and just make it feel kind of weighty and important and can talk to you about things and so probably the coolest thing that we saw was a statue of a giant blue rooster. I don't know who did it, but it was just a giant <laughs> giant rooster painted completely blue. We took our picture in front of the, the giant blue rooster, which said something about the state of humanity. Anyway, that was going to be our day. We were going to go home. And then my brother's like, I really remember the dome 
in the other building can we just go stand under the dome for a second like he remembered how cool he didn't he didn't care to see any of the art but he just remembered how cool the building was and it had been years since any of us had been there and so we're like yeah so we walk under the tunnel that connects the two buildings and we come out into i'm sorry i don't remember the west or the east i think it was the west building and it's the traditional art building and suddenly you're in this beautiful world of the glory of humanity and the weight of the civilizations and the weight of antiquity and you're you, you've been in this big open when in the first building it's just this big open space there's barely any art you have to walk around to find these little paint splotches and stuff it's it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> playing find the art and so that you walk into this building you're surrounded by statues and ancient artifacts and and it's built in this very traditional you know greco-roman style so it's got these massive pillars half the size of my house rising up into the several stories you go into the main hall there's this giant dome and and as we hit it it was starting to rain and so you had this eerie light coming through the dome and you have a fountain that's probably the size of two or three buicks and there's water and you know there's an ancient statue up on cupid up on the Mm -hmm. fountain or whatever and you're walking past art and you go through that gallery and then you walk into the next gallery and it's this giant garden again with ancient statues and venuses and venus eye you know all the kind of cupid and the naked ladies and the you know all that kind of stuff that you think of as art actual art and then off of the main rooms there are big gallery rooms with art and it's the flemish masters and the dutch masters and the english masters and the german masters and people whose names you've heard of and they paint these giant magnificent paintings of things where humans are doing things where they're fighting battles where they're making love where they're out at the opera and you just any idiot you could be the most redneck rube person who does not care about art you walk into this building you're going to be impressed by it Mm -hmm. and you're going to find a painting of something that you like because maybe you like battles maybe you like the old west maybe you just like sunsets you'll find a picture that represents a thing that evokes emotion in you because you're a human being and you see human experience being represented in this picture and so it's just glorious especially as somebody who who does enjoy those kinds of things who enjoys the humanities who enjoys ancient cultures and different cultures and the history and all that i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff i enjoy museums and things like that and it's just glorious and it made me feel really really crazy because it's like why haven't we nuked the first building I mean, it'd be one thing if the first building was all we had. If the first building was what we thought art was. But the fact that you can walk over to this beautiful building full of art, like actual art, Michelangelo, art, all the Ninja Turtles, art. And then you have this this nihilistic garbage. Is it, Why would anyone go there? Why would anyone waste their time? What happened? Like, wh- does anyone stand in the one building and actually think that they're getting something? Do they feel like their soul's been nourished? What's the worst restaurant? It's like a Red Robin next to the best steakhouse in the world. And there's a tunnel connecting them. And it, and, and, you, and the price is, price is the same. And the price is the same. <laughs> <laughs> Why would anyone eat at Red Robin? 
Like, what is wrong with people? Uh, it's the endless fries. It's the endless fries. <laughs> they <Yeah>. really do it. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> endless fries can bring you some pleasure. I don't know what. Yeah, no, Red Robin would be an infinitely superior experience mm-hmm. to uh, some paint that someone threw on, a, on the ground and then named some thing that made you feel like it was political or gendered or the woman's suffering or something like that and then it's just like a splotch of paint and you're like oh well i'm sorry for all the women that have been paint splotched <laughs> over the and that's not an exaggeration by the way i mean that is like i said we had the stages or the stations i guess it was of the cross and it was just some garbage white canvases with black lines on them you would never in a million years stand in that room and think there was anything sacred or anything being represented of any sort of religious value. Like I've been to a Catholic church. I've walked through the stations of the cross depicted artistically many times in my life, but let's just say it ain't a white canvas with black lines. Anyway, that's the thing that made me feel crazy. What do you guys think about that? It just keeps making me think of, I don't know if this is, just Lady Wisdom. You preached a sermon last week on Lady Wisdom. Mm-hmm. All who hate me love death. Yeah. And this week we're coming to the part where Wisdom has built her house and it has seven pillars. And she's prepared her feast. And she's calling the simple to come to it. And then Lady Folly is represented as a prostitute mm-hmm. on a doorstep calling people off the straight path to come to her house and eat of stolen bread and uh, drink stolen water mm-hmm. and uh, or forbidden water or something. And it's just such a, an illustration to me that hearing you talk of just that, like we, we just, we, we love death. We love and death. We have a memorial to death and the death of Western civilization as we attempt to preside over it. I think a lot of people probably do the opposite of what we did. They start in the traditional art because that would make sense. And then you walk under the tunnel and suddenly you're just surrounded by the death of civilization. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've spent all day in just surrounded by all of this glory and beauty and have been sort of a glutton for for glory, Mm -hmm. you can probably walk over to the modern art side and feel some relief and catharsis for just vomiting it out mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah well but, yeah. but it's gross i hate it when well i don't know how to put this but there's something particularly degraded about being part of a culture where satan doesn't even have to wear a mask like the prostitute on the doorstep she's putting on perfume you know you read about lady folly like her house leads to sheol but she doesn't advertise her house as leading to sheol right she's we have a long description of how she stolen bread tastes sweet right she gusses herself up but we are so degraded in a romans one kind of a way that we actually are just like where's sheol where's the rotten bread where's the death yep can i can i the dirty laundry yeah can i just make love to death yep well and it's like it's why What's his face? You don't want to talk about this stuff too much, but you have the, the gay rapper in the video that he made mm-hmm. where he's with the devil or something like that in right. his music video and made a collab shoe with Nike that put his own blood into the shoe. Mm-hmm. For real? Yeah. The guy that just died, right? 
I don't think he died. I think he's still alive. Oh, oh, no, no, no. That guy, yeah. Never mind. I was confusing two things. No, he's still alive, but part of his collab with Nike was they put, like, this red fluid in a limited number of shoes and some of his blood in it. Mm-hmm. And, like, in reference to the passage in Luke, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Put mm-hmm. the verse. Wow. That verse there. Yeah. Just, like... Let's just go full on into perversity. Mm-hmm. And that's art. That's pop art. That's pop culture art. That's what you can get away with now in pop culture. That was the kind of thing that you would see in really avant-garde modern art displays, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Well, it's really sad and it's really sobering. It just makes you think you don't, I mean, we're used to thinking of sin as being a hook with a, worm on it but satan would love to do nothing more than just give us the hook like we make don't even, you love the hook yeah we don't actually get at a certain point we're so degraded that we don't even make him give us a worm anymore and that's that's a terrifying place to be what's the difference between something like that has a little minimal value maybe like pollock versus the pile of dirty laundry it's just the intentionality i think talking about you can tell this may not be the complete answer but at least one answer is did the artist care about me as the participant hmm. did they value me as someone who's entering into this and give me a way in jackson pollock actually he doesn't maybe you have to be an art snob to like him but there there is a group of people that can find a way into jackson pollock i'd say the same thing with andy warhol you know we could decide who fits on what side of the mm-hmm. the category but that that's that stations of the cross thing there is no way into that there is no way that i know that's the stations of the cross unless i read the little plaque and once i read the little plaque my understanding of the stations of the cross is not illuminated that person in a fundamentally nihilistic way did not care about me finding any kind of meaning any kind of beauty I think a good artist can make you work for it. And some Mm -hmm. artists prefer to make you work for it more than others. But at the end of the day, you have to love the people that you're working for. I mean, in any trade, Mm. you're not just making it for yourself. For art's sake. For art's sake. And there is something so narcissistic about. Yeah. So it seems like with the Stations of the Cross thing, what what that artist loves is he loves for people to hate themselves. And Mm -hmm. the people who like that art know that. And that's what they're there for. They're there for the hook. Right. They're there for the hook. And they're there f- there to sort of say, well, you may think it's just a hook, but I'm smart enough to see the feast here. I get it. And they're there for the pride of being part of the end club. And it's just so empty. It is so empty. Well, but that makes, while you can see the virtue in Pollock or Warhol, it also makes them in some ways more insidious, right? Because they're working in a direction right and that's the direction they're working in they just want to bring more people along with them into their Hmm. rejection of yeah yeah i don't know i don't know i don't really know what i think about either one of those men They, they they're they're both they were both perverse in their personal lives and i think they were probably both perverse in their work lives but the only point to be made is that you can look at the different colored marilyn monroe's and get something out of it. See artistry. You can mm-hmm. see intentionality. Yeah. yeah, and with some abstract art of other kinds, you can too. 
for sure. Well, I've seen pictures of Jackson Pollock, and I've just been like, "This is what a waste of time." I can't believe people he mm. made people pay for this. What a, right. you know? What a joke! Standing in front of an actual giant wall-sized Jackson Pollock canvas, you could see intentionality. You could mm-hmm. see where he stopped using this color and started using that color, or painted some lines in there. You could see something, mm. and so maybe it was just I was in such a desert that to find some <laughs> cactus that I could rip open and find two droplets of water and you know, <laughs> felt profound somehow. Yeah. But you, you did perk up anytime you saw a name that you liked or that yeah. you'd heard of. Like, yeah. oh, there's Andy Warhol. I know who that is. There's Jackson Pollock. Most of it was, quite frankly, most of it was women artists and mm-hmm. or people of color or otherwise, otherwise politicized groups. And most of it was just their dirty laundry. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you have any idea when the modern wing was opened? That's That'd a, be worth know, that, knowing, I think. That's a great question. When, I'm putting in Google right now, the modern wing of the National Gallery opened. So, the National Gallery of Art in general, it looks like, was founded in 1937. So, it hasn't actually been around that long. Interesting timing in itself. Ah, okay. 71. So, 40 years later... And 50 years ago. And 50 years ago. Celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Well, here's a little plug for our movie podcasts today, folks. We're about to record a couple podcasts on... uh, We're about to record two podcasts. One of them is on Spider-Man Into the (laughs) Spider-Verse. I'm I'm going to, again, try and make my doomed case that they are actually... That Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is actually Jackson Pollock or Andy Warhol of the they're the nihilists that have figured out how to make it cute and draw us all into their nihilism and again i will lose and everyone will claim it's about fatherhood or some garbage like that uh but you can listen to that podcast to hear us litigate that and you can listen to our close encounters of the third kind podcast to hear about the absolute degradation of our culture that led to all that kind of new age baloney what a horrible well-crafted horrible movie i yeah. hate that movie i i well i i've never i've never hated that movie more it just I've, it just I've makes seen you, it it makes you reevaluate spielberg's entire especially his early career and think what an angry young man he was yeah anyway what a morally bankrupt movie this is not the place to talk about that but it all ties together folks it all ties together <laughs> it actually does and if you want to hear more of our sociological opinions on things like that, our movie podcast is actually a great place to get that. Well, I don't know. Should the devil come out and argue for... <laughs> argue for the beauty of modern art or something? No, he couldn't. I don't think he could. The best that he could do is some kind of idiotic Russell Moore argument where isn't it great that the veneer and the hypocrisy is going away and things that are being exposed for what they are and you know i hate hypocrisy i think i hate hypocrisy i grew up with a lot of evangelical hypocrisy and pentecostal hypocrisy and all that sort of stuff but man the older i get the more i sort of appreciate it as the tribute that vice pays to virtue amen to that like man it's better to live in a society where everyone has to pretend like virtue is a thing you, you actually don't want to live in the society where all the veneer is stripped off. It's not a very pleasant place to live. And if you need proof of that, just go to the stupid National Gallery of Art modern wing. It's not a very pleasant place to be. Or continue living in the modern West as it crumbles <laughs> crumbles around you. Well, I think one, one lesson of that kind of art is 
it's something that people have no, that conservatives have historic I think probably too late we understand it now but I think we've never quite grasped how much the university and the higher culture is not actually this cordoned off little thing it's 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 actually the harbinger of where where everything's going yep regular culture is catching up with university culture and with higher culture whatever you want to call it pop art is catching up with fine art movies are going in that direction books are going in that direction we're getting there quickly if you thought that marxism was just this thing that dumb professors preached on a university that wasn't actually going to leak into real life then you were foolish and maybe that sounds like an obvious statement but the only way it happened was because a bunch of people thought that tumors over there it's not going to kill the rest of my body well any more thoughts about art or anything guys no christianity's pretty cool i mean not to be old all gospel coalitiony but you see a judeo western judeo christian western civilization that yes there's a lot of perversity even in the traditional art wing there's a lot of eroticism there's a lot of glorification of all kinds of things that are wicked and there's a lot of pride and there's a lot of money but also there is a real glorification of what is glorious about the image of god and man and the cool things that men have been able to do and there's a lot of glorification of god and christ actually in those paintings <sighs> i don't know people are so stupid would you like to open that up for us <laughs> no <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I really wouldn't i really am tired of I just had this conversation the other day with this friend who's simultaneously intent on mourning the loss of 2,000 years of Western civilization and entirely blind to all the ways that he plays into the destruction of it Mm -hmm. and is part of the movement that's destroyed it and just drives Mm -hmm. me nuts. Well, maybe that's the final question. Why? How is it my fault that that modern gallery exists? Because it's easy to go there and just be like, well... All the culture that's not me sure does stink. I think the real question is, what do we do moving forward? And some of it has to be to have the humility to go back and ask the question, how did how did they build that? What were they thinking? What was the theology? What was the f- mindset? What was the orientation to God, to his word, to the world that they had? And have enough humility to say, maybe they got some things right. And maybe we're the stupid ones and look down our, instead of look down our noses at all those stupid idiots with their bad theology, all the things that they got wrong that built a 2000 year civilization based on the rule of law and the idea that Christ is in his heavens and must be obeyed and all of life must be subjected to him. Anyhow, I, I feel like asking that question of me right now is asking Chesterton why is civilization great well yeah the, what what make the case that western civilization is good or whatever because this this the chair piano, the piano, chair my uh-huh. walking stick light light, <laughs> light bulb <laughs> microphone computer bible <laughs> yes are you stupid well let's go to afghanistan this this doesn't completely answer the question but one thing that you do see when you go into the the good gallery or good galleries, however it would work, is it just a simple, humble veneration for 
the principal things of life for God, for home, for man, for woman, for children, fruit, for food, for fruitfulness, for sex, yes. But you just don't see ev- any of that when you go to the other one. It's all about these weird it's all about the weird periphery of human experience. If there is any of any human experience in it, it's about the neuroses and the brutalities and the weird sharp edges of, of human experience. What those people, what the people in the good gallery loved was the things that are central, the things that are real, the things that everybody has life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness <laughs> kind they of stuff. They actually love things that are good and right. true and beautiful. Yeah. And it's and just... celebrated it. Yeah. And we're inspired to do great things by it. Mm-hmm. And in the other museum, all who love, who hate me, love death. Mm-hmm. You hate wisdom. You hate God. You hate good. Then you, you love death. You're a nihilist. Mm-hmm. You hate everything that's good and beautiful right well and what's striking to me reading through proverbs and standing in these two galleries is to love there's a million ways to love death to love life it's like is to love mom dad church home like five things lady wisdom standing in the street she's 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 in an obvious place and the ways to love her are to love the things that are central to our experience as opposed to the weird neurotic Things that only philosophers speak of. <sighs> anyway, all right. Everything's terrible. Washington, D.C. is terrible, which is the opposite of our Patreon. Everything is awesome. A glorious place. It's called patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity. Lord Miller for you. You go there, you help support the Chip and Lance show. Very exciting season of that coming up, I hope, very soon. You, you get to support the Ville. More episodes of that coming soon-ish, I hope. You get to support Sound of Sanity, this very show. And you get to see videos of us and some Sanity Bites. And you'll get, you will actually get, I think, some Too Spicy for the regular feed content with Tim Bailey. Spicy in a good way. So cool. if you, if you want to hear the end of our conversation you, you have to be like patreon level mature mm-hmm. to hear then go to patreon today and you can hear that a, a very helpful marriage discussion but one that we thought needed uh, more parsing out for kind of the, the the mainstream crowd which is fine but for our patrons we know you guys are smart so patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity support us today also sound of sanity on instagram rate review subscribe share and until next time stay sane